0: Game Boys. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux, I am your host, and joining me as always, he is not willing to wait till March 2020 for his Animal Crossing fix, it's Griffin Davis. I'm furious. Ship me a broken game.
1: Yeah. As long as it's cute and it's called Animal Crossing, I'll pay for it now.
0: <laughs> I'll pay for it today, right now. $60. I don't care if it's any
1: fun. <laughs> I don't care if it looks basically as good as a mobile game. I just want it. I just want to cross these animals. Now, I was a little disappointed with that trailer. Not the, not the, because, you know, I think me and you both, Lux, we're on the side of delay as long as possible. Make the perfect game. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, I don't care about release dates. That really. wasn't my problem. My problem with that one was It looked just like the iPhone game. Like, it looked bad. Anyways, we will get there. There's so much work to be done. We are alone in the studio today. It's
0: just you and me. A rare episode. Yeah, let's break this down really quick what we're doing. So, it's E3. Um, As such, we don't have a guest today. And we're also not going to do any segments or any of that shit. It's just going to be me and Griffin talking about things we liked at E3, things that were cool, etc. We're taking you back to the olden
1: days before the podcast when me and Lux would just, you know break down the e3 as
0: friends yeah now we're breaking it down as business partners it's a different relationship but but we're flashing back to back when we the good old days when our video game analysis was pure and untainted by corporate ads dude i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but before we get into that let's do one thing we usually do which is hey griffin What are you playing? Oh, boy. Well, I've been a busy, busy,
1: uh, busy gamer this week, Lux, uh, because as you know, I attempted yesterday
0: to break into E3 with a really pro-ass disguise. yeah tell people about i'll I'll talk about what i'm playing afterwards but first let's start with the let's let's start with the lead what's your let's no let's let's get that's the big story tell people what you try to do and how you try to do it so me and friend of the
1: pod and frequent guest hunter edwards uh tried to dress up like caterers and sneak in to e3 uh we we got you know we had like our aprons and trays and uh, we bought a bunch of ice uh thinking that people would just like be panicked about the ice and want to want us to get inside. That was not true. Um, (laughs) Basically we tried to get into almost every single side entrance at the convention center. And every single time we would meet like, Chill ass bored dudes that were like, Yeah, sure, come on in. And but every single one of them was led by an evil rent a cop. And like, just as we would be about to be led into a door, a fucking rent a cop dude who just takes his job so seriously and is like very muscular and like wearing all black and has like a headset. He wouldn't let us in, and they're very serious about the the wristbands. And you have a lanyard, a
0: wristband, and a photo ID. What is this? I mean, is this like an airport? It's like an airport in a lot of ways. Here are some of them. Uh, it's a huge event; but a lot of people at it, uh, and it's a very expensive thing that people want to go to, much like an airport. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, we didn't get in. Uh, it was kind of a mess. Uh, all the ice like melted everywhere.
1: Ultimately, it's bullshit. Ultimately, you should be a Ether should be something you should be able to sneak into.
0: Yeah, that would definitely, I think, do it some better justice. I think you'd have it would be a much more fun and cool thing if you could just sneak into it.
1: Regardless, check out check out the documentary about our our exploits on my on my Twitter. Griffin P. Davis.
0: Yeah, it's a very it's a good little video. Uh, I watched it. I laughed. uh, I cried. It was a mess. Uh, Yeah, we all we all cried. Uh, Hunter
1: has a breakdown at the end and we made a lot of friends along the way. Uh but that is sort of uh so I've been kind of physically existing on the periphery of this event. Uh but now it's time to dive right well, wait, in. What do you plan? You still never answer my fucking I'm question. Sorry, I'm so fucking tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, exhausted from carrying <laughs> it and ice around. I have been carrying so much we bought too much and I carried yeah, too much ice. So yesterday. much ice. Also, I totally understand the logic of ice, but you definitely should have like Try to prepare some sort of perishable snack or something that A, you could give to the guards and B, you could be like, we can't, we got to get in there to drop off these quail egg toasts. That's why I need you to move to L.A. because you would have been like, what if we
1: bought a cake as well? Like that, you know. That would have been well, that's better. a conversation we can have later, actually, but the ice started out as a good idea and then it actually it started to not work for us because it got to a point where we were walking around and just water flooding down like our pants and shirts because it was melting. So I was like, OK, this ice is starting to work against us yeah. now because no one's going to believe these two soaking wet dudes. <laughs> hey, sorry, we're like,
0: drenched, but we need to get this water, these water bags into the get, building yeah. as fast
1: as possible. <laughs> It started to work against us almost immediately. All right, but finally, uh, okay. What are you so, I, what have I been playing? Oh, wow. Uh so I have been playing uh, I got the annual pass to Destiny 2. Oh my God. Uh, that's that's kind of their new pay model. Uh A because I like that they're going indie and I'm trying to support a company that's like not uh beholden to the whims of a dumb bunch of stockholders and and peoples at uh, like Activision. Uh so and also it was uh like 68% off uh, during E3. So that was great been playing that. And then man, that fucking Final Fantasy remake, that shit got me so hype that I got Final Fantasy 7
0: for the Switch. I started playing it last night. It's incredible on the it's Switch. So good. It's so good. The, it, the speed things up button makes everything so nice. I
1: have also complained about parts of the game looking ugly, but I think they cleaned it up a little bit for the switch because or I just played like a shitty PlayStation one emulator because like stuff that looked bad in that first level, like looks a lot clearer. Like I can see where I'm going. better. Yeah. I don't know if they, they cleaned it up or what they did, but. It looks
0: great. It plays great. I'm I'm just so happy. It has those really nice quality of life touches. Like it's a really good yeah. it's a really good port. It's really fucking fun. And I've and I've never fully played all the way through it. So I'm very excited to do it on the Switch. Hell yeah. Uh Lux. What have you been playing? Well, mostly this week I've been playing Time Spinner, the new Metroidvania for the Switch. Oh, the new one. There's one like every three days. Yeah, but this one's very, very good. Um, it's okay. like it's I think my favorite one that I've played. Um, it's super duper fun. You play as like a lady with orb powers and you travel through time and you fight stuff and you change the past. And like every time you do like a mission in the past, you go back to the future and things are different. Oh, it affects the it affects the like the your the location. Yeah. Is there puzzles based on yeah, there? Like, well, so, oh, you better really. Yeah, her, there's huh? like, you know, one part is like you have to be able to get in the military hangar. But it has all these defenses and as you go back in time and change things slowly, but surely the defenses get less and less and less until you can get in. Stuff like that's that. incredible. Yeah. So that game rules. The other game I've been playing, which is Ooh. a real fun thing is I remembered. So I was uh smoking weed and poking around on the internet. Like I normally do. And I remembered a game that I played a shitload as a kid called battle realms. It was an RTS set in like a fantastical feudal Japan with four different clans, each with like unique playstyles and units and shit. And then I was like, I bet I could get this game to run on my Mac. And so after doing a bunch of elite hacking, I now have Battle Realms running on my laptop and it is so fucking fun and cool. Um, Mm.
1: I love it. All right. Well, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get to the main event because we have a lot of work to do and I'm going to pass out. Uh, So it's E3 Lux. Big thoughts before we dive in. I know you had kind of a log line for your
0: impressions on the shows. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, like, the thing is, I hate all the presentations every year. I think they suck and are boring. However... I will say this, this year, every fucking trailer or most of the trailers were all fucking bangers, like so good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, uh, I completely agree. I think the trailers
1: were excellent. Uh, I thought that there wasn't enough gaffes or like weird stage stuff. Uh, I thought it was kind of light on that, uh, which is kind of a, a fun thing I look forward to in E3s. Um, but Ultimately, there were so many titles that got me excited uh, in the year right before the new consoles. I don't know. It seemed like kind of a really solid overall kind of home run for a lot of the uh, conferences, except for a few, starting with Ubisoft. Yes. When I think of Ubisoft, like I think of just like. These like weird, like cool dads, like walking on a stage and like expecting applause and not getting any just like wearing weird, like like suits like they, they make money, but they like buy weird, cheap suits like it, it's just these strange men that come on and smile and they suck. Uh, and like Ubisoft is the perfect example of the awful presentation.
0: Yes, they are the worst. Well, the thing, here's my thing with the presentations, right? I just want to get, get this on wax really quick is that, yeah. like, they used to just be, like, weird guys who make video games sort of showing up and being like, hey, we're weird guys who make video games. Uh, and, like, this is our deal, and we're just like kind of weird and awkward. Here's what our game's about. Bye. We're going to show you a video. I'll talk to you later. And that's where all the right. weird gas like, and like really
1: wide pants.
0: Yeah. And that's like where all the weird gas and like awkward shit would come from was just these like dudes who aren't used to talking in front of crowds doing it. Mm-hmm. Now it's all like really tailored and like sanitized and like specific and edited.
1: Now it's like shitty shitty corporate people. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like like guys, like you have to like speak like probably like at least once a month in front of your group and teams and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it must be a nightmare to have to to work for you, to just have to listen to you just be a bad public speaker, like all the time. So many people are bad at doing that, including us. Yeah. Uh so Let's get into the games. Uh, they released Watch Dogs Legion, a new action adventure with a uh, Watch Dogs
0: Legion looks fucking wild. Watch Dogs. Le- yeah, 90 percent sure it will totally suck and not work at all. But what they're trying to do is crazy. Uh, explain what they're trying to do, because this one I kind of uh, didn't watch. What they want to <laughs> do is make it so that you can play as any NPC and sort of interact with the world through like all kinds of different perspectives and like switch between people and do all sorts Sounds like of everything. Yeah, they want to do this like huge sweeping kind of everything adjacent sort of thing with like mad <laughs> hacking and like living in this world of hacking and shit like that. And you can switch between guys. That's really cool. It seems really ambitious. The trailer looks really cool and showcases it in a cool way. I but just I like to you. It'll be boring it just, as shit. It just seems like <laughs> such a hard thing to do development tech wise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just mm-hmm. have zero faith. And then like, if they can pull it off more power to them, I'll play the shit out of that game. But I am holding out. I'm, I'm not holding my breath for it. Yeah, um, but
1: something that I kind of didn't know I needed to hold my breath for, no one did, uh, Gods and Monsters, uh, which, I mean, it's just like a, we just saw like a teaser cinematic of this game. Like we haven't seen any gameplay of this, but it looks really good. It's from the team that made uh, Assassin's Creed's Odyssey, the only Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, game I really like. Yeah, Um, and so it's kind of a more cartoony um, look at like being like a like a demigod, I guess, in Greek mythology.
0: Yeah, it's like it it reads to me. The trailer reads to me like a sort of Breath of the Wild, but displaced into like Greek myth zone. Yeah, it's like more cartoony than that. Totally cool. Like painted backgrounds, painted figures. Like, it looks fucking sick. It looks a little cartoony, looks a little goofy, but also has, like, huge, epic, sweeping quests and, like, big music and and grandeur and all the stuff that made Breath of the Wild so cool. And I'm totally down for, like, these big kind of, like, paint background adventure games of huge worlds with cool monsters. Like, I think that's a, a a genre that now that we have the tech for it should like, it's totally fine to have like three or four breath of the wild clones out there. Cause like the tech exists and it's a cool thing
1: for sure. And and no one's going to be able to like hit the breath of the wild like zone. Like it's so like, if they can like take it different directions, I think that's cool. But like, yeah, that looks super sweet. The crazy story to me about that, they started making that game in like the winter of 2018 and they plan on releasing it early 2020. That's only a year and a half of development. Like this team is a monster
0: like There there's some really impressive turnarounds at the show this is not the uh, only they, one on my list of like things i'm like how did this happen so fast
1: yeah assassin's creed odyssey is huge massive and they made that in such, such a short time Immediately without taking a break, made this game in like a year and a half. It's just in, it's on un- what are they, is it, what's going
0: on? I don't even know. I think uh, it's a team entirely made out of octopi. And Octopods. Then it's one big octopus. And then I learned that octopi might be smarter than people, but they just, I read this article recently that they might be oh, smarter fuck. than people, but they just don't care enough to start a society. Like they're all just like just wait, don't
1: wait, do- wait, 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 <laughs> wait.
0: Really? Yeah, like they have like the stuff in their brains that like we use to make societies and communities happen but they just have decided like they just don't that's so funny because they just don't because they just don't care <laughs> that's so funny that's like some weird apathetic like cthulhu shit yeah i think i'm gonna start this is just like a side thing but since we're doing fun bro riffs rather than a regular show um Ugh, i think riffs. i'm gonna stop eating octopus because i also heard a story about them where an octopus Like was fed some shrimp and then it was bad shrimp and the octopus broke out of its cage, took the shrimp with it, went to its trainers thing and threw all the shrimp onto the trainer's desk and like sat there until he got fresh shrimp to eat and then like went back to his cage. I mean, at least they're focused on the the important parts about life. Right. Well, here's the thing about this is that I recently got sick because I ate a bad shrimp, which means that provably this octopus is smarter than me. So I feel like I shouldn't eat octopus anymore. (laughs) Exactly,
1: and that's not. uh, Yeah, that's not just uh, one story. That's happened a lot. Okay, Uh, now Ubisoft uh, walks someone on stage to announce their streaming service, where you get to play their games, and no one up. It's like, I love it when an executive like says a sentence and then pauses for applause and gets none. And like that happened a lot during this. Do you, do you have
0: conference. any idea of why gaming companies think that these streaming services are a thing people want? Like because Netflix. Yeah. But PS now was such an utter failure. Um, people were like so lukewarm on Google Stadia having a streaming component. No, no yeah, they're not. They're not right
1: yet i mean maybe in the future but right now people still like video games are a little bit at as a physical medium like a little bit people like that still anyways uh there's okay roller champions uh is a roller derby game it's a team pvp sports game yeah that like, it looks kind of like i guess the car game the yeah it's a little a little, a little rocket, rocket league, league adjacent
0: yeah, yeah i mean it, it's this is a fun i think that. Slowly but surely, the sort of the way that Twitch works and the way that it's fun to like watch people play competitive games on Twitch and competitive esports games has like affected game design in a certain kind of interesting way where like they're coming up with games that are sort of designed for people to like play on Twitch or to play as like a sport. Yeah, and this like, feels like one of sports those.
1: games, uh, everyone is starting to realize are boring. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's the next Rainbow Six. These games kind of just do their thing well and don't change, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, given the things you know about how I feel about what games I like, you should be able to predict that I could not give less of a shit about this game. Correct.
1: Coming up next, uh, this is my favorite part of the Ubisoft conference in terms of gaffes. Even though it wasn't a gaff, it was just more of a, a, more of a gag. Uh, the Just Dance uh, game. They had a big dance crew come on uh, stage. <laughs> And uh, it was pretty silly. It was pretty fun. Had some good dance numbers. The crowd was not responding, which made it even better. Um,
0: just dance. Yeah. Another just dance game. Yeah. I mean, that looks fine. I mean, the Ubisoft thing, like it had its headliners, right? Like the thing is, I was expecting to give zero shits about what Ubisoft had to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really don't care about their shit. Normally, I was didn't find it particularly interesting or cool most of the time. But they actually had a couple of really good headliners at this uh, at this E3, and by good we mean like one and a half. Like I mean, Gods, Gods and, and, Monsters and Monsters seems cool. Watchdog Legions might be cool. Watchdog Legions, like you can make the argument that they had the best presentation of any game there. Whether or not that's gonna be make it the best game that comes out of there, I doubt. Uh huh. But like that game looked. So cool and so good in its presentation.
1: And finally, here is going to be a constant theme for all these conferences is the developers bragging that they have started a streaming service television show with a company. Starting with Ubisoft announcing that it is making a TV show with Rob uh, from It's exactly. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, and uh, they're making it with Ubisoft. It's a comedy for Apple TV plus about game development. Um, you know, I'm not against TV shows getting made. It's just, uh, this is the theme that's going to be happening. Uh, everyone's getting video games, are TV shows. Now
0: it's a big deal. Uh, uh, out of all the one, like out of all the sort of gestures that I do, though, I think this is the one that's the most interesting. Like sure. Having Rob McLean and Charlie day as like your showrunners and like creators of your show um, is a really strong DNA Um, And I think that, you know, if they just use it to shit on the industry in a fun way, that's cool. And if Ubisoft makes them kind of tone it down, it's going to suck ass.
1: Yeah, those guys are fun. I'm curious how TV and video game executives work together because, I mean, video games famously have bad stories so we'll see what happens with that
0: <laughs> yeah true. Uh, that. let's move Do you okay. just knock out let's bethesda
1: m- really fast because it's short oh yeah let's just fucking let's, let's let's rip it off
0: okay so bethesda we got some doom eternal trailer stuff that looks great yeah and just another doom game except this time you get to go to heaven and punch god in the chest yeah which is very cool fallout 76 uh Explain Fallout 76 uh, <laughs> truly put the nail in the coffin of how much they suck ass. By I don't know if ever, if, let's all let's flash back to when this it's game. A was a great an, headline, let's be honest. It's an epic headline. When the game came out, the people who made the game were like, Fallout 76, a world with no NPCs. We're changing <laughs> the game. And now at the <laughs> subsequent E3, what do they what come out with? The game with? sucked. What have they come out with, but a classic twist on the game with no NPCs, let's add some NPCs in a story.
1: What a fucking, what a fucking shit show. Uh, I, and they wasted, they wasted that great song in the trailer on such a shitty Fallout game. Yeah. Uh, They used Country Road to advertise this game and it was a slap and a banger of a trailer. And they got this game and that's ultimately the worst thing is, is that it sullied the song at this point.
0: Yeah. So then Bethesda also throws down a couple of elder scrolls titles, all of which seem totally fine. They're bringing blades to the switch, which might be fun. Elder Scrolls online is coming. Elder Scrolls legends is uh, sneaking around. I want to tell elder scrolls to, to focus and
1: to like, to work on the Bane stuff for a little bit again. Like, it just seems like who gives a fuck about any of these games? Like, Elder Scrolls Blades? Like, let's do make the make the one that we want. Yeah. I mean, they're
0: they did say that they're working on Elder Scrolls 6, so we'll see how that goes. And they're also making Starfield. Yes. Which we'll see and we'll, again, and we'll again we'll see how that goes.
1: Anyways, this was a down year for them. I feel like Todd Howard
0: knows that the future of the company lies on the next gen console. The only true banger that for me that they had was the trailers for the new Wolfenstein stuff. Yeah. Uh Cyberpilot and Youngblood. But the Youngblood trailer didn't tell me much. The other Youngblood trailer, did. you know, the, that's not news. It's still sweet. It's still like your two cool twin girls, like killing Nazis and looking for your dad. A plus would play um, cyber rule or cyber pilot seems cool as a VR game where you play as a hacker, which is a nice little interesting thing. I like to see people in VR, but yeah, like. <laughs> The, Wolfenstein is always gonna make me I mean, I'm always gonna pop for Wolfenstein but like there wasn't a lot from Bethesda really so we can just move on to the next uh, yeah thing. Like
1: Wolfenstein and, and Doom two franchises that we respect and you know uh, we're not we're not they're not reinventing the wheel it's not jaw-dropping what they're doing they're just doing more of the good stuff that we come to expect from them yeah uh, and everything else was garbage. Okay. Uh, and here we go, baby. We're getting into the biggest stuff. We're going to see what Microsoft does without their, uh, twin brother, sony at the conference is that the relationship <laughs> i feel like it's more of like a thor and loki like half brother scenario okay yeah the half brother scenario so here we go xbox drops some knowledge about what's gonna happen 2020 holiday season and it's called project scarlet bum, buh, buh, bum. go on they they just dropped a bunch of numbers it's gonna be so fast 8k resolution but that's not even the name of it uh, I'm interested, I guess, ultimately to see like how Xbox and Sony diverge this next gen in terms of like backwards compatibility. What if if Xbox is just going to continue like is- issuing like updated consoles as opposed to like generation consoles and like what's going to happen with that?
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. The other thing about this one that was interesting to me is that like they we're promoting a lot of the big promotional stuff they did was for games that are not Xbox exclusives, which is interesting. I I think, I think they have to save
1: a lot. I mean, I know that they are doubling down on like investing in, you know, first party projects and stuff. And I think a lot of that's just going to be for next gen. And, and they're kind of holding off to uh, everything is so early still in development for,
0: yeah, but it's important to to note for listeners who haven't been following as closely, like a lot of the, not all of, but a lot of the Microsoft games we're to talk about are, going to be available on every system even though they were at the Microsoft True.
1: yes uh speaking of uh Cyberpunk 2077 uh there's some fucking shots in this trailer that are insane uh there's a shot where like you're like have like a a red laser whip dude, yeah dude. and like and you're like whipping someone and like just
0: destroying them hell yeah and there's yeah there's all kinds of cool hacking it's a cool the setting looks cool um I'm still not a hundred 100- sold just because like i think cyberpunk's like a delicate dance aesthetically for a game to pull off in a cool way but this looks as good as it could as good as it could be um and then the big news about it obviously is that it will be featuring john wick himself keanu reeves yeah a major part of this game dude like i don't think
1: like e3 was ready for anything that cool to happen
0: yeah yeah Absolutely. Um, I am like, stoked. The, like
1: it was like a normal video game trailer. And then like all of a sudden, like you get your character gets knocked out. You wake up in a junkyard and Keanu Reeves is standing over you with like a bionic arm, Johnny Silverhand, uh, baby. Yeah. And, and then the wall of the, of the conference opens up and smoke and fucking Keanu Reeves walks out of it. Oh man. Whew, that he's, he's just, He's kind
0: of our Jesus Christ. I mean, I think even saying kind of is an understatement.
1: Yeah. Uh, another big news story, Double Fine Productions, they announced, is joining Xbox. So Xbox bought them. So it seems like Xbox is really trying to kind of... They know they have a lack of games. They're trying to own more studios.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that they are just trying to bring stuff in. I think they they messed with the... Was it them who presented the new Obsidian game that I'm really hype about? I'm trying to remember where I saw that trailer. The new Obsidian game, Outer Worlds, that looks fucking amazing. Did you see the trailer for that? Uh,
1: yes, yes, they did release that. Yeah,
0: Outer Worlds, it looks... That was maybe my number one game of E3, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Outer Worlds looks so cool. It looks like such a fun fleshed out world. I love a first person RPG when they can pull it off. Yeah. Um it looks so sick. And I like that like I as mean l- it's the people who made Fallout New Vegas. So let's go. <laughs> like let's do this. It's amazing.
1: It'll be amazing.
0: But I think okay, here's my big my big Microsoft thing. Um which again, this is where I realized these weren't pl- uh, platform exclusives because I Saw this trailer and was like, this can't be an Xbox exclusive or I'm going to be fucking furious. And that, my friend, was a trailer for Elden Ring. Yeah. What? It looks so sick. That trailer is insane. Are you saying that's an exclusive to Xbox? It's not. I thought it was. And then I realized it was not. But that was like the moment. You almost freaked me out. That's what happened happened to me. Right. I was like, why is Microsoft presenting this as an Xbox exclusive? What the fuck? no and no they're just I was, doing both now right no totally but that's when i realized so, that's when i realized
1: i was like oh it's not gameplay it'll be like a classic dark souls trailer and then like it was like it was so good it the trailer is insane it it, it just that guy's like hammering something like building a weapon it's like cut with all these other insane battle shots like it's gonna be great it's gonna be so cool uh it's so funny that he hasn't been writing his books. It's like, the, it's the funniest news story.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre thing, but it's going to be, it looks really cool. Also, I'll say this, George R. R. Martin has always been a better horror writer than a fantasy writer. And so I think that this is a really great place for him to flex his shit in a cool way. And I think yeah, that's going to be I'm really ve- fucking cool.
1: I'm very excited. Big question for me is, where do they go gameplay wise now that they've made this like batshit insane hard game Sekiro? Like,
0: do they take it back down into like the easier Dark Souls level? We'll have to see. My instinct is that's going to get a little bit easier, maybe even easier than the Dark Souls games, just because like the George R. R. Martin tag is going to bring people in who maybe wouldn't have played the other games, uh-huh. and I think they want to make it accessible. But From Software has a Heard me say that before about other games and has shit punched that idea out the window. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, they've really only been
1: getting harder. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what else? Some other big things I wanted to just mention because we don't have to talk about every single game from this one because they, they talked about a lot of stuff, which was cool. Um, uh, looking through. Oh, this game. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Okay. So. On the surface it looks like just another Dragon Ball Z fighting game, but the way they frame the action in this one and just like the spirit of the of the and the tone of it, it looks awesome. Like this is one I may actually have to fucking buy.
0: Yeah. No, actually this one was um is not going to be just a, another fighting game. I don't know if you you heard a little bit of it, but it's actually going to be a, an RPG.
1: Hell yeah. That's um, that's why it looked kind of different.
0: Yeah. It's um it's supposed to be an action RPG, which seems very exciting. Um also exciting, but maybe smaller things are like the Blair Witch game looks like it could be really fun. Um there's a new Tales game coming, Tales of a which looks nice. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so there were a lot of cool little things um uh and then also
1: oh we forgot to kind of mention this because it kind of got played before e3 but star wars jedi fallen order um which which we we got some footage of before the conferences but they play a little more at microsoft
0: yeah they did and it looks pretty good
1: now i kind of disagree um for me, it looks like they kind of were like, well, let's make it kind of like Dark Souls, but like easy, like like Assassin's Creed easy. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous that that's just going to be like a kind of a, a kind of a shallow experience. Yeah. But maybe they just showed us a really easy part of the game, but it just like the, uh, the second that he like killed like five stormtroopers without getting hurt and it was like very easy. It's like, okay, this is going to be like Assassin's Creed.
0: Yeah, I don't hate that conceptually, but... I do wonder
1: if that'll be fun. I don't need it to be brutally hard, but I'd like it to be like at least like kind of like maybe like more like a God of War at least or something. Just something that tests your skills a little bit.
0: Yeah. I'm just hungry for a good lightsaber game. No, for sure. Um, I think it's time for us to move on to what turned out to be maybe the main event of the whole thing, which is square enix
1: <laughs> they had a shit year last year they i think we gave them trash <laughs> really bad points last year um lux you can start this one off
0: okay well the big news is they announced a release date and some gameplay footage from the uh final fantasy 7 remake the footage it look looks sweet it looks so good it looks unbelievably sweet it looks so fucking cool and they we've got a date march 2020 um, I wish it were sooner, but it's not too too far away. Uh, but but here's the thing:
1: I, I, I am nervous because it only captures like a very small portion
0: of the game. Yes, the first game is just the parts that take place in Midgar, which is not a ton of the game.
1: So, which but they're also saying that this first episode is a two disc release. So, are they full? Are they just like massively expanding like every?
0: element of this game i mean that's maybe that's on the table i mean we don't know i mean they're changing a lot right like they they have this new action combat thing which i was resistant to conceptually but i thought the trailer looked fucking sweet yeah it kind of like it's it's like um
1: it's like if kingdom hearts was like like also you had to like have your time-based moves at the same time it's like kind of an action
0: slashy dodgy rolly it's kind of a Final fantasy 15 it's sort of yeah, using it's, yeah, it's, it's using, it's using the engine 15. from that, I think. And that was cool. Yeah. That was a good I thought that was a pretty good combat engine. Um, yeah. And this time it's like with characters that you like and like are cooler. Yeah. And I mean, I like Final Fantasy 15, but yeah, I like Final Fantasy 7 characters much, much more.
1: But the but the difference it seems like is like they're like you should at some points in battles switch to other characters for, like, it's like kind of like the Dragon Age Inquisition thing where yeah. it's like you have a party of four, swap between them to kind of make certain maneuvers. Oh, and an enemy's up in the air, switch to someone who can like range. Like, that stuff's quick switch stuff is very cool.
0: Yeah. No, I'm very pro. I I, I could not have been happier with that. I was ready to be fucking bombed. Um, and instead, I was really excited.
1: But let's talk I about mean, the thing. I downloaded it on the Switch after watching that trailer.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I, let's take a thing that has me not that bummed though, or not that happy and more bummed. Boy, did Marvel's Avengers look kind of like ass.
1: Oh, here's actually where we, I might diverge. I mean, we only really, it's really basically just like a cinematic, but I didn't think it looked that cool. <laughs> but okay. The funny part about it is it's like, um. It's like this, like if it's like this, like uh, it's like the the cast looks like the understudies to the Avengers. Yeah. Like if Captain America is like sick and the show must go on, they have like a guy who knows all his lines, right?
0: Like Tony uh, Stark looks like basketball analyst Zach Harper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it's funny because yeah, he looks weird. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a basket blogger. It's fucking
1: weird. Yeah, he does look like a blogger. Um, I think it's interesting because it's gonna be uh, a game like Destiny
0: yeah that's interesting to me like and
1: you know i love me some destiny or and i love to see other people attempt to make it uh but this time with like so you get to pick to be which avenger and you just like work on them as a character
0: like that sounds risky and and, and interesting yeah it's ambitious and interesting and cool it just doesn't look i mean maybe they'll just like maybe that's not a finished graphics thing or maybe the game will look better in gameplay but like it just like I just feel like if you're Square Enix with Marvel money attached, your shit should look a thousand times better than that trailer looked.
1: I don't know. There was like shots of like the Hulk jumping and like punching a tank. That looked sweet to me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, But but also I know that like. I mean, like Destiny looks amazing, but it's also the big problem with Destiny is like Destiny doesn't get new, new maps as often as they should because it takes so long to build their environments. Um, So like I actually would prefer just like a better game that like looks slightly less good and have more content. That's just my preference.
0: No, I think Uh, that's fair. I'm
1: curious to see like where where they go. It's such a hard type of game to make that they'll definitely fuck it up. Um, But... You know, I, I like that they're trying. Uh,
0: what else we got on this? On We've this? got um, the new hotness coming soon. That has a lot of people I know very excited. Final Fantasy eight remaster coming to PS4 uh, this uh, this year. No, I haven't played this one. Is this worth playing? Yes. Final Fantasy eight is a very good one. It's in the I think six to ten is like maybe my favorite stretch of Final Fantasy games. Um, okay. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, all very, very good and fun to play um we also got a new game from the creators of bullet storm coming bullet storm is a game that I love very much and I know is not universally beloved do you ever play bullet storm uh no but uh I've had more than just you recommend it to yeah, me yeah bullet storm is like all about gun stunts and like doing crazy attacks and crazy maneuvers and you get points <laughs> for like doing things like use your laser whip to throw a guy off a cliff or like shoot six yeah. dudes in the head um and it has my favorite thing the thing that sold me on Bulletstorm was that it's a game where you can use a sniper rifle and then drive the bullet. Uh-huh. Like you can curve the bullet around things and like first person maneuver the bullet into someone's face. That's extremely fun. Um, and so I'm excited to see what they are getting um, uh, with the game. Outriders is then. Yeah. I mean, the big news. I mean, here's the thing. Fin- the There's a couple other things from Square, like our right, romancing saga three is coming to PS4. You've got uh dying light two is coming. Dragon Quest builders two is coming. That's all fine. But really, it's all dies in the shadow of the Final Fantasy Seven announcement and just how there are people, unlike us, who I think both of us feel like the C3 was really exciting and full of cool shit. There are some people who found the whole show kind of lacking. Um, and some people are saying that this trailer saved E3 and elevated it to like a higher level than it would have otherwise been because it is so good and has so many people so excited.
1: It definitely it definitely was the one game that had this old school sense to it that it was like, oh, this is what E3 has always been like this, like this company comes on and, and drops the thing and it's like a bomb that goes off, you know, like this is the really they were they're the old guard that kind of pulled that trick off more than anyone did because everyone's about like the new and kind of I don't, I like something about just how they did it and then how they did two trailers. Yeah, they showed one trailer and they said that's not enough, drop the <laughs> second trailer, hey, yo, DJ, bring that beat back, and and people in the live audience were literally like screaming bloody murder during parts of it yeah. like when like it, it when just they just talked crushed. everyone went
0: insane
1: yeah the, the whole crowd and just that feeling just like hell yeah you guys
0: did but, it you guys won e3 and Let's it speaks to go. the value of like yeah it speaks to the value of like clarity in your trailers like Elden Ring had a sweet trailer. Every like all these games are sweet trailers, but they were all sort of about like this is what the game's kinda like. But specifically, you'll find out later. Yeah. Whereas this one was very much like, this is the game you're going to play. Look how fucking dope it is. Holy shit. I'm just switching between all my
1: favorite characters. They all have incredibly animated powers, and they just all kick ass, and it's just like the, the mood is still there and it's ah fuck yeah hell yeah they did it good job guys yeah
0: it whips a lot of ass i'm very proud
1: and, of them and, and now we're just gonna kind of like keep cresting upwards as we get
0: to nintendo and, uh, the final banger sort of a kind feels a little bit separate it's just like a nintendo direct the way there are other nintendo directs but still it's obviously intentionally on time to enter to to kind of go with E3, and they had some real doozle mammoth in this one.
1: And you're right, Nintendo does have did this classy thing, in my opinion, that was nice and refreshing after the Ubisoft one, uh, which was they barely talked. Yeah, they just like they just like were like, here's the games, and they just like a lot of times there was like six trailers back to back, nothing in between. Like I loved it, and then like every so often they'd say like, hey, you like that? Well, here's some more. Like, like that's all they did. It was amazing. Like, I yeah, like.
0: I had but one complaint about the Nintendo Direct, and I'll say it now: nothing about the alleged Shin Megami Tensei game for Switch. Yeah, real I bummer. Mean, real bummer for me. Is that even for kids? I mean, but no, but it's for me. <laughs> they they said they were going to make one last year. Did they, oh, did they? Did they talk about Bayonetta either? No, I
1: don't believe so. Well, that's a huge disappointment. Uh but yeah so they announced some smash ultimate DLC fighters like Banjo Kazooie uh, and Dragon Quest Hero, um, I kind of like how they did the, the troll with the Banjo Kazooie one. Did you watch that?
0: Yeah, the Banjo Kazooie one was very troll. I actually thought of you. It seemed like a very Griffin ass way to handle things. <laughs>
1: it was so funny. It was so good. Uh, basically, like they like show the silhouettes of Banjo and Kazooie, and like all of the Donkey Kong characters get excited, and then like it turns out to be like the Duck Hunt characters, and then everyone's like, "Oh, what?" And then Banjo and Kazooie come out anyway. I don't know. It was just very dumb. No, it's very good. It's very funny. Uh, And then, okay, we got Animal Crossing gets delayed to March 2020. uh, But we got to see some more footage of it. I thought it kind of sucked.
0: Yeah, I wasn't impressed. I mean, I just like, I like Animal Crossing games. I think they're fun. But like, there was nothing about this that made me think that I need to spend money on this rather than just keep playing the Animal Crossing games on a 3DS or whatever. Right. Um, that's sort of how I felt. What I did think was exciting was the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was some fucking cinematic. It's like,
1: oh, they're making it.
0: Psych. Yeah. Which I think is which is cool. I mean, I think that, again, I really think that one cool thing and I've been thinking about this for a while is that like modern gaming technology should be opening up new genres of game design and like approaches to games because there are things that we just couldn't do before. And the Breath of the Wild, like the Breath of the Wild type, feels like a sort of Metroidvania in the sense of like a new model of adventure game that like couldn't exist before, but now it does. And everyone loves it.
1: Yeah. And it did show, it showed our, it showed Hyrule, like the Hyrule we know from Breath of the Wild, but like shaking. I don't want it to just be a reskin of Hyrule. And I hope that's not what happens.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. I think that... I'd like it to be
1: more of a Majora's Mask kind of uh, situation. Uh, But I trust them. It's going to be fun. I'll buy it day one. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's a day one purchase, no doubt. Talking about some day one purchases. Oh, baby. Luigi's Mansion 3. It looks good. It looks really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, And you can play as Gooigi. Which feels almost like they took Game Buigi and made it good.
1: It, it feels like they,
0: yeah, are much better than it us. It feels like one of the 13 people at our live pack show was a Nintendo developer. And they went and they were like, this is a good idea. These dudes suck. Let's fix it.
1: Yeah, it seems like they've completely fixed our idea. And now we have to retire the character completely because there's no way that. Because we should, Gu- should have Buigi, before. Gooigi <laughs> kind of absorbed any any remainder of Game Buigi and Gooigi's amazing. Uh, you can play co-op. Someone can be Gooigi. <laughs>
0: I mean, this isn't it's great. Yeah, it's incredible. The Nintendo, the Nintendo uh, shows I'm going to just... be Gooigi for Halloween. Well, that it's early, but I'm impressed that you're so committed. Um like it there's just so much good shit here. I, I the the fucking uh, the the smash unlock, the new smash characters amazing. Uh, the new fucking all the new stuff for Switch looks great. The Breath of the Wild looks great. Um, Animal Crossing dumb but whatever Uh There's just so Much good like this is the thing is like I really Think that like there's No Real like the switch Just continues to bring banger after banger Every time like that's uh, the thing is Like it's yeah uh, they've the Nintendo has been on such a fucking win streak in a major way.
1: And and it's and it's like all, all it's like the first party games are excellent. And then they just keep on doing this. Witcher three coming to Switch. One of the craziest, biggest games I've ever played. It's gonna fit on my Switch.
0: Yeah. Unreal. No unreal. Is that complete with the DLCs? I can't remember. I mean it must at that point, right? Yeah, probably so. Um, that would uh, be enough for me to get it Because I never actually got around to the DLCs on PS4 I never did the
1: DLCs either But I can't do like 80 hours again Of like the normal campaign No I think to, I probably
0: like, could If I'm smoking weed I'm, baby Ooh, <laughs> uh,
1: It's such a good game And just when you when they show it on the Switch And they play that song
0: Like
1: Like ah man It was so epic I was so stoked Like I like fist pumped in the air I was like, the switch is the best. Like it truly is. This is the good. This is the like chef's kiss, like just capper kind of conference where it's like feel good. Like even if you're not excited about every game, there's
0: so many good ones. It's like the switch one gives you this. The Nintendo set, the Nintendo one more than any of the other conferences gave you the sense that like they're just committed to continuing to put out cool shit. Like the other ones all felt like we've got these bangers that you're going to love a like holiday season or whatever. But Nintendo's just made it feel like every time you check your Nintendo e-store, there's going to be something new and cool. They're going to want to play, which is yeah. like, that's so dope.
1: Yeah, they're really simple in that sense. Like, it's not it's not stressful in the sense where it's like, oh, God, like, what is Xbox and PlayStation going to do? Like, make me do like Nintendo's like, oh, there's going to be games. Uh, and then they did Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is. It's coming out so soon and looks incredible. They started and I watched a little bit of the demos of them of the of them like walking around the world and it just looks like really cool. Like, uh, it has the same effect of like Pokemon walking. You can see the Pokemon now walking in the grass and stuff, but like the landscapes are like bigger and like wider and grander than any Pokemon game you've ever seen in like this like
0: three D way. And I think that they're letting rid of getting rid of the, like tilty catch thing, right? And it goes back to like battles and balls now. I think so. Uh, I think that's yeah. Although I did like I did like that feature actually. I thought it was I thought it was good, but it was I thought it was a good break, but I still like the other one better. I like it more as like an RPG than as like a as like a little puzzle guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and that looked just awesome. And it's just like they're just they just kind of like they
0: they they, they like they brought it home in a big way. Yeah, they really did. Um and then we want sure to buy video wrap games. Wrap this up and bring this home with a little quick so Griffin I think I know your answer. What was your favorite conference and what was your favorite single game that you saw? Well, it's OK. I, it's
1: tough because I haven't really thought about this conference wise. Um, I would have to say the favorite game that I saw was probably the the Final Fantasy 7 remake simply because it's like it looks like the perfect kind of like action RPG that I like, like, and it just looks so good and like so fun, and I, I just love that world. Um, and it made me buy a video game, so I think based on my bank account, that game got me the most hype.
0: That's fair enough. Um, for me, I think the honestly the game that I'm most excited to play is fucking Outer Worlds. Yeah. Like that game just looks fun as shit. Like it looks fun and cool and weird in a way that I like find very exciting. Um, Obviously, Elden Ring looks amazing and uh, Gods and Monsters looks great, too. But Outer Worlds just feels like it might have a little like something like a little creatively special shit going on for um, sure, which I think is exciting um yeah and that should i guess do it for us today right that's that's e3 that that,
1: that's it i haven't
0: prepared anything else but my hype okay well we're mega hype that's for sure um let's uh where can people find us if they want to find more of us griffin go i'm gonna pull up and see if we have a new review
1: oh all the normal places um find me on twitter and instagram at griffin p davis uh the documentary about me trying to break into e3s on both of those retweet me to game your valhalla great uh um, <laughs> way to way to amplify. find to see if we have any more reviews um, um okay i'll keep talking <laughs> yep. uh also you know uh i do this show it's a sketch show uh every fourth sunday at the pack theater it's gonna be a good show this month uh it's not always a good show this one
0: gonna be very good well speaking of very good we had another great week where oh. we got a couple of really good ratings but again no written reviews please just put some words in the box but so i have something to do with this segment it's killing me um but otherwise go check out Griffin's sketch show go see very famous It's they're the best and also remember to see my show party world wrestling it goes up this saturday june 15th 7 p.m central at twitch.tv slash party world wrestling or live here in austin the Indiegogo is still live, so you can definitely go to igg.me AT Bioslam to check it out. We're going to be fighting inside the body of a giant snake. It is going to be <laughs> fucking rad. And we're going to be talking about it very normally. No one's going to freak out. Yeah, People we're are going to treat it like it's a normal way. thing. That's just the way that it goes. These things. It's going to be extremely <laughs> fucking rad. There's some really cool matches booked. Uh, you should absolutely check it out. And if you want to find my other shit, go check out Wisecrack and go look at uh uh on Twitter at mlsurfboard. And remember to check out Game Boys Pod on Instagram. Um, that will do it for us. My name is Lux. I'm your host or co-host Griffin Davis. Your guest is literally no one. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your international is by Matthew Morton. Your art is by Brittany Metz Goodbye internet. We love you very much. E3 2019. Sick.